want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all. From Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never gonna lie, never gonna lose. Always on top, keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out, and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. All right, we're gonna bring in a little, uh, little blast from the past. Old school um, producer, contributor, creator, guest, expert, boxing sensei, mixed martial arts guru. Kung Fu and Karate Expert. Everybody knows that. You guys know what I'm talking about. KFJ, Seth, and I will be doing top 10 factions in all of wrestling, bitches. That's right. Uh, Seth, the number one jobber in the town. What's going on, Haas? What's up, big guy? Yeah, you know, big guy. (laughs) That's funny. It's like (laughs) such a condescending bullshit way to say hello to someone. Uh, We have not talked in a while. You don't stay in touch with me that much, and it hurts me. Why? I got four kids. What do you want from me? I, I, know, I got running all over. Well, look, you know, a lot of the Taz Show fans are fans of yours, and a lot of them hate you also. But I think ah. I think more people like you than, than anything uh, you want to say to anybody. I'm sure you get a lot, you got a lot of followers thanks to me a few years ago on Twitter. Uh, you're relevant now in life. Uh, how does that feel? Oh, it's great. And I just want to say to everyone, I think you're all wonderful. Thank you. For- <laughs> So uh, you got your fancy microphone there, right? Oh, yeah. All right, everything's good. So we're going to do top factions. Um, uh, This is a fantasy draft booking deal. And basically, for those that are new to this, the way uh, Seth and I do this, it's we don't share our lists with each other. So it's top factions in wrestling of all time, and no matter if it's male or female, some of the parameters on this gimmick is got to be three or more uh, uh, combatants, three or more people, men or women, in the gimmick. So that's the deal. So it can't be a tag team, and it doesn't have to be four or five or none of that stuff. So, um, And this is not, this is just Seth's opinion on what he thinks is the top ten, and my opinion on what I think, what I like or what Seth likes. And it's subjective, so some of you might not agree with us, which there's a good chance that's going to happen. Seth, I'm going to tell you, when I hit you with my number one, you're going to probably take a shit in the corner. You're going to be that shocked. I, I, you know, knowing you as long as I do, I already have an idea who it is. Wow. You know what? I bet you do. I bet you do. And I was going to tell you to text me it, but don't. I don't. I don't. I'm going to have to believe you, even though I don't trust you. You know how I am with trust with people, so... Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you go, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know very well. Uh so anyway, uh uh so it's gonna be fun. We we always have fun with duties. Uh anything you want to catch people up with? Yeah, you, you, I know you're producing a lot of different podcast content. Anything some people might actually give a shit what's going on in your life, they miss you. Anything you want to catch before we do this? Yeah, I'm producing several shows. Uh, one thing in particular I thought was interesting to share with you is uh you know, I'm still recording with Paulie Malinaji and uh, I recorded him the other day. And, you know, Conor McGregor sent out, you know, uh, a tweet uh, reminding people that he knocked Paulie down in sparring a, a year ago, which right. Paulie denied. So Paulie, you know, I was surprised to me and I thought it was hilarious. He said to Conor and all the MMA fighters who've been trolling me on Twitter, there's now bare knuckle boxing. He said, let's go bare knuckle box. 
And I know you don't think I could punch, but I will knock you the F out. That's what he said. And it was great. That is great. That is great. So no mincing words, no bullshit round. Uh, Basically, Paulie telling Conor McGregor, McGregor, I'll knock you the fuck out, homie. Got it. Any any MMA fighter who's been trolling him who's like within his weight class. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. I hear you. I feel you. All right. Let me, uh, before we roll, let me take care of a little business, my friend, and, uh, you know, talk about, uh, you know, well, basically a, a group of uh, a group of people that I love very much. Uh, I think most people know who I'm talking about here. Uh, they are a, a tremendous uh, organization, as we call it. The Taz Show supported by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, baby. Yeah, introducing their all-new Rate Shield approval. If you're in the market to buy a home, Quicken Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. How cool is that? Up to 90 days. It's crazy. You get started real simple, jobbers. All you got to do is go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's a rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Now, based on Quicken Loans data and comparison to public data records, equal housing lenders licensed in all 50 states, NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. There you have it, jobbers. All right, so uh, talk about hitting a queue. Wow, that was pretty legit right there, Seth. You know what I'm saying, too, buddy. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Um, hello. Tell you- talk up, son. I taught you well. Yeah. You did. <laughs> All right. Without any further ado, uh, let's get rolling with this thing here. No fancy drum rolls. No sound effects store. This is fucking talk about bare knuckles. This is bare bone city, my friend. Okay. So here we go. You're the guest. We're going to go with you first. Uh, you, sir, you are going to give us your number 10 out of top 10 factions in all of wrestling of all time currently in 2018. Like, not just now, like of all time, but of all- in 2018, Seth. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the, year, what? the year right now is 2018 Wait I need to do, redo my list um, <laughs> Go ahead This is a, It was easy to come up with a lot of factions It was hard to break it down to 10 But um, So I'm going to do my best But uh, I got number 10 I got the Varsity Club mm. um, Okay Being an amateur wrestler High school wrestler right. and, uh, About that age I love seeing these guys in the singlets and the headgear uh, Mike Rotunda, Rick Steiner, Steve Williams. It, I just thought, I love the huge music. Fan. I was a huge fan of the Varsity Club, no doubt. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was. It was fun to watch. It was just. It was different, right? It, it definitely was, different. was. It definitely was. I agree. And by the way, Seth, I forgot to mention to the people. We'll also have some. Uh, what do you call it? honorable mentions? Some of the factions that didn't make the gimmick. Uh, Seth will have his. I'll have a couple. We'll probably do maybe two or three, two or four. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. All right, Haas, my number 10, okay, is actually a faction that I was in for a very short time. How about that? Okay. And I'm going main event mafia. Yes. Uh, this was a this was a fun thing. I wasn't in it long. They had a lot of success uh, before I was in it and they were made. The concept, and this was in TNA for those that don't realize, you know, back several years ago. It was uh what I'm trying to Scott Steiner, Kurt Angle, Sting, um, Booker T, Nash, I think was in it too. Then Samoa Joe ended up going in it, and I was in it. Um, as Samoa Joe's manager per se, it was all guys, and I think Magnus ended up being in a little bit later on, right? I think so. I think he was. I don't remember. I think he was. Anyways, main event mafia, man. I gotta tell you, Seth, it was cool because the concept was all guys that were main eventers that had a history of being main eventers. So the names I just named, all champions, you know, Sting, Nash, Steiner, Kurt Angle, obviously Booker T, obviously, you know what I mean? Joe, you know, and I humbly say myself. So that was like kind of the gimmick. You had to have that. That that uh, on your resume, but uh, yeah, main event mafia is my number ten. 
No, I like it, man. Uh, I and I remember it too. It was one of the cooler things I think was done in TNA with the with the veteran wrestlers, you know, because people always argued about the young guys versus the old guys. But that was right. a cool. Th- Why do you sound low to me, sir? Why, dude? When you when, trust me, when it comes out, you give it a little, mm, and you'll be good. And we're going to number nine. You're number nine, sir. Man, this is tough, but uh. I, I had to give love to to a more recent one, and uh, I put the Wyatt family at number nine. Oh yeah, I know you like the Wyatt family. Talk about them. Well, listen, I watched wrestling a long time, and and that was a breath of fresh air, and it, it was legit scary. Um, Bray Wyatt went on to be a world champion. Uh, Harper and Rowan tag champions, and look at Braun Strowman's one of the biggest uh, stars in the company right now. You know, so. And it's funny, real, real quick, dude. That's, I'm glad you brought up Ron Strowman. No one remembers him, which is a good thing, that he was in the Wyatt family back then. He's like, you know what I mean? No one even thinks about him that no more. It's, you know, I think some of these factions that we're going to talk about have been great launching pads uh, for for humongous careers. And, and I think they were, you know, I think that helped Braun a lot. I think you're right. Well said, my friend. Well said. Uh, all right, so you're going... Uh, you're going with the Wyatt family. Okay, good. I think some people would think that you would have them him, them higher. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even have them on my list. There's it, a lot to choose from, man. Dude, I don't have them on my list. That's crazy, right? So, all right. Where are we? We are number nine. So, I am at number nine. I'm going Bullet Club. Now, I know that shocks the people. They'll think, Taz, you're an asshole. They should be higher. I love the Bullet Club. Okay, I love the Bullet Club, too. The thing is, a couple things. I just, I, the other ones that I think, other other factions that I like better or I enjoyed watching better, which I'll get into that. But the Bullet Club, the original group, I believe, was was Finn Balor, Carl Anderson, uh, Bad Luck Fale, uh, Tonga, uh, what's the name of Tama Tonga. And then obviously the Young Bucks got in there, were involved with it, obviously still AJ, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, different, you know, as time went on and Cody, you know, now. And, and so it's, it's always been that. It it just grew. It got over so much, and all different versions of it. And you know what I mean? Like I, I, it, it got to a point a little bit. You know, like for the core four firing squad, it was all the BC elite, uh, the elite. It's it just all different versions. And I got to be honest, just my opinion. Not knocking the guys, but it when it gets to the point, Seth, for me, when it gets too big and it's like so many different components and it keeps changing, it gets a little bit. Like, if it's too much for you to think about and too many different guys and it's a revolving door, it's to me, it's not, you know what I mean? I don't know, I don't know about you, but that's how I feel. I just feel like it. So that's why I have them not higher than nine. That's so, anyway, I, Bullet Club. I hear you. I disagree, but I hear you. Right. That's cool. Who's Fine. your, uh, so you're at eight now. Who's your eight? Who is my eight? Oh, see, I think you're not going to like this, but um, my eight is the Dangerous Alliance. Hmm. I think that's crazy that they're at eight, but go ahead. That's okay. It's, I, I I knew you would say that. Um, again, for the same reason with the Wyatt family, it it, it was all it's full Hall of Famers. We got Larry Zabisco, Steve Austin, uh, Paulie Dangerously. You got Medusa, who, who went in as a Lundra Blaze. Right, I believe. right. Bobby Eaton, Arn Anderson. I mean, that's 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 a crazy amount of talent, and that was that was helpful for Steve Austin too, and, and Rick Rude, I believe as well. Yeah, and he was, was Rick Rude. Yep. And that was helpful for Steve Austin too. That was a, you know one of those times where he's able to get a little talking in and start developing as a you know a persona. Yeah, Dangerous Alliance uh, for sure. Um, I have them on my list higher up. 
Uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, what, what, from Larry Zabisco and on Anderson, Medusa, Rick Root, as you're saying, Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously Paul Heyman. Um, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan of what they did with that thing. And I'll get into a little more depths of it later on when I drop where I have the Dangerous Alliance. But, okay, so you have them at eight, the Dangerous Alliance. All right, Seth. So, uh, all right. I'm going to give you one that I have a feeling, knowing you, you probably have these guys on this group on your list. But then I'm starting to think maybe you don't. I don't know. I, but I, I know you really were like, you know, you know the business as a fan from this, this time uh, that I'm about to mention. Uh, this From this faction, I should say. Uh, number eight for me, I have the right to censor. Yes. You have them on your list, right? I'm assuming you do. No, Taz. I can outside my wow. top 10 i'm shocked dude i'm shocked you don't have them on your list i know you were uh definitely followed the business heavy during that's during my prime and during their prime right the sense it was for those that don't know was a great heel faction uh that uh, they got a good push but i think not enough and i don't think it lasted long enough and a lot of these factions didn't last long but um the right the sensor was ivory uh you know just went into the wwe hall of fame great competitor great girl uh tremendous in the ring just one of the most exuberant personalities behind the scenes like her energy dude seth like the girl always like on 10 like she's just 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 great to be around very positive optimistic person like me um but <laughs> uh, no she's cool and anyway the godfather was in there uh uh geez oh, val venus bo buchanan and steven riches not to be confused with stevie riches but yeah no same guy from ecw and they they were great i mean they do the heel promos they cut and they were basically for those the right to sense is a great name because what it was was it was during that kind of that attitude era, you know, kind of towards a little bit towards the end, but attitude era, and they were basically like I'm trying to remember exactly. Now. It was like they were from the network, kind of per se, like they were censoring stuff that was bad shit. You know what I mean? Uh, I was a big fan of what they did, even though I was working with them. I wrestled uh, the right to censor. Um, actually, that's when I got my worst concussion of my life. Was at WrestleMania at the Astrodome was against the right it was me it was a six man it was uh, i don't remember the wrestlemania but wherever at the astrodome and it was me and the apa versus the right to censor and i got clotheslined by the godfather and i over bumped and i told the story before as you know seth on the air and it wasn't his fault it was mine i just hit the back of my head really hard in the middle of the ring early in the match and got a horrendous really dangerous and bad concussion and uh thanks to the apa they helped get that match done for me but so anyway that's my number eight right to censor my friend and just real quick about it, Stevie Richards was in a lot of factions and he got a real he got a real opportunity there to lead. And, you know, it's one of the best things he, he did in his career. I think that's a good point. You know, talented talker, you know, very articulate, very intelligent guy, uh, good worker, real good worker. You know, had everything you needed. But, uh, yeah, no, I think you're right about that. Good point, Seth. All right, we're going number seven, Haas. Uh, what do you got? I have um, and I, I, this is I think. Well, I have a couple of teams that are three team guys, but uh, I gotta you gotta include the fabulous Freebirds, who had more than three members uh, over the years. But they they uh, were huge in many different places. You know, they traveled all over in Texas and Florida and Georgia, Carolinas, and the Freebirds were something special. And I, I think you know, like Michael Hayes would say, you know, that they're the ones that kind of brought rock and roll and, and music to, to wrestling. And uh, right, we've talked about the Freebirds before. Yeah. Legendary, they're Hall of Famers and they're awesome. Huge mark for the Freebirds. Uh, 
Michael P.S. Hayes is a personal friend of mine, worked with him for a long time, you know, behind the scenes in WWE um, during my time there. I love Michael Hayes, and I have the Freebirds on my list a little bit higher. But I can tell you, um, Terry Gordy, uh, Buddy Roberts, and Michael Hayes, they were trailblazers uh, in so many different ways. And and you younger fans that are listening to this or maybe fans that never saw the Freebirds, either go, I don't know where, wherever the fuck you want to go, WWE Network or on the YouTubes, whatever you want to do, and check out the Freebirds and just watch them, especially some of the work they did down in Texas with the Von Erichs promotion. And then later on, they did a lot of good stuff, as you know, Seth, NWA and you know WCW stuff. But you're, you're right. They were, they were, they traveled the globe and they traveled the country a lot too. And they were, you know, they hit every territory, and fucking all they did was have heat. H-E-A-T. Those fucking dudes had heat. Uh, P.S. Michael Hayes, which stand, that stands for Purely Sexy. That was his gimmick. And he, uh, the king of the fanny pack, uh, he's still bringing that shit strong right now, Michael Hayes. But he, um, yeah, Michael man. Hayes was, was the hood ornament of the Freebirds and was awesome. Uh, Terry Gordy was just a, a, a tank in the ring and, and an athletic freak. Um, and was amazing, had amazing success, success after the Freebirds in Japan, tagging up with Dr. Death Steve Williams. But, and of course, Buddy Roberts, he was just like that gruffy, you know, the, the smaller guy in the Freebirds. I'm going to whip your fucking ass. Like, he was just like, they look like they just got, they look like what they're supposed to look like, Seth. They look like they just got them partying in a bar all night and just made it to the, made it to the arena right after the bar. That's what they looked like. And that was their gimmick. And they played it up and they were great at it. Huge fan. Of the Freebirds, so you had them at um, seven, right? They also lived it as well. That gimmick. Well, no comment. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> all right, my number seven is going to shock a lot of people. I might give him Mark Malusis. Whoa, he does that sometimes. That's the charismatic Mark Malusis. Ooh, he does a whoa, whoa. I got him at seven. I got DX. Oh wow, wow. Only seven Taz. You're an asshole. Well, I don't know. I'm not an asshole, but I have them at seven. I I just you know it's just for my for my t- I think they were great. They did amazing stuff. They 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 were much CTV when they were on. Um, you know, uh, uh, Triple H, X Pac, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, Billy Gunn. Obviously, China in the original. You know, so uh, from the beginning, I should say. But the thing is, yeah, they were great. They were controversial. It was during that time of where really they were really in the thick of the uh, attitude era, you know, and it was uh, they were the cool kids, you know, and they were the cool kids. They did all the you know, everything. They 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 were huge. I mean, I know you have them on your list, Seth, because you're a mock, and you have them a lot higher than seven. Well, you know, we got six picks to play with, Taz. It's a Saturday. We're going Saturday mornings. We never stop. Taz and the Goose. Uh, yes, Jobber. Uh, anyways, so yeah, I got I got DX at seven. Let's do a quick uh, circle back. So here we go. So at number ten, uh, I had Main Event Mafia. You, Seth, at ten had Varsity Club. Right. I love the energy. Uh, number nine, I had the Bullet Club, and you had I had the Dangerous Alliance. Eight, I had Right to Censor, and Seth, you had. Wyatt family. Good job. I'll actually reverse that. I had Wyatt at nine and I had uh, Dangerous Alliance at eight. Oh, God. Uh, let's start over. At number 10, I had Main Event Mafia. Seth had Vossi Club. Yes. At number, nine, <laughs> at number nine, I had Bullet Club. Seth had uh, Wyatt family. At number eight, I had Right to Censor. Seth had 
Dangerous alliance. Well said. At number seven, I had the DX, and Seth had... Who would I have? Freebirds. Right. Why don't you write this shit down? Okay? You start to aggravate me now. Okay? Long. So, You're, right. You're the producer. Right. Number six. All right. Here we go. Number six. Who do you got, kid? Man, it's, it's getting to be tough to, to put the order in, but I'm going Bullet Club number six. Um, okay. I... I They've really um, look. Look what they've done outside WWE wrestling, and look what WWE did. They took it. They took um, Anderson and Gallows, and they called them the club. I mean, they had they've had a huge impact, and and even though the guys like Finn have come and gone, and AJ Kenny Omega came in there, and look, Kenny Omega's thought of as one of the best wrestlers in the world. And look at Cody now. I mean, yeah. look what they've done. They put their own show on. I mean. It, the guys, I know you're saying the different factions and stuff. I get it, and that's kind of how you know eventually other factions have broken down. But they're huge, and, uh, and they're really put wrestling on the map outside WWE in the last several years. And you got to give them credit for that. Yeah, no, no, it's tough to argue. You got to give them a lot of credit. They, they, you know, my only thing with them is, and I, I don't know the backstory of why. I'm sure there's a, a, a legitimate reason why. And I, I know the original group had no problem with, it, and I think they did some, you know, whatever. Like, is the 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 too sweet gimmick and the the quiet fox hand signal for those that remember quiet fox that that's the nwo's gimmick and then at the bullet club i don't know i, I mean i'm sure there is a reason i'm sure if, if and you guys could tweet at me or whatever actually tweet seth he loves to get all the tweets tell seth why they why the nwo is not mad about that why colin nash and and uh and hulk let seth know at set the wit right what is it a twit what is it seth the twit i actually know the answer to that though all right, and uh, just tweet Seth anyway. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what's the answer? No, I think Nash they, they they thought of it as a tribute, and they they didn't have a problem with it, and um, and that's what it was. You know, those guys are young guys, you know, so they grew up as kids watching NWO, so that's kind of like a tribute to it. It's like Tomasa Champa using the beginning of my music, the hoppy oh, flatline. Yeah. Listen to that. <laughs> Did you hear that, dude? I, I thought of you right away. Thank you. And that's my point, bro. I talked about it on my last podcast. I said, why would you want this guy? Champ is an amazing talent, amazing on the mic, amazing look, amazing in the ring is the NXT champ. Why in the fuck would you want anyone to think of any other wrestler except him when he comes out? You know, I guess WWE thinks that, you know, Taz is out of sight, out of mind. He hasn't been here for a long time and no one remembers him. I don't know. Like, I had a couple of fans. I don't know. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because he's the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Okay. Thank you. So I appreciate that. <laughs> it's like, Taz, you suck. Okay. Champ is better. Jeez, Champ is awesome in the ring. You kidding me? I was never as good as him. But anyway, uh, yeah. And the name of his song is something with the word survive, which is very funny. So I guess that's like an NWO, Bullet Club, Tribute, Hand, Quiet Fox, Too Sweet gimmick, I guess. And speaking of the NWO, that's my number six, kid. Uh, I got number six, got the NWO. Uh, you know, I mean, there's been different, again, different tons of different variations and it went to Wolfpack Jones, all that, but it was Hall, Nash, Hulk. I think the original X-Pac big show was the main one. Then Sting got it. It was a bunch remember, it just grew and grew, but it, this thing, for those that don't remember, weren't fans during that era, during the, um, late nineties into early two thousands, just like DX and WWE, these guys were probably a little later, right? They were on fire, on fire. So at six, I got NWO. You probably have them number one, Jobber. Uh, no. But thanks for asking. Yeah, you're welcome. I actually didn't ask. I told you. 
So oh, I didn't ask. I, I was I basically told you that you probably had them number one. Uh, but anyway, uh, um, yeah. So uh, you got a problem with me having them at six? What's your thoughts on that? You know, you're Taz, and as you could do what you want. And I know um, there's a certain wrestler that you love, and he was in 17 factions, and you probably have all those in the next pick. So we'll see. I, the funny thing is, I don't even know who you're talking about. That's fine. I don't even I don't even know who you're talking about. I don't give it. I, wait, a wrestler that I love, which is that's rare. I don't like many people. Oh no, you do. All right, I, now you got me wondering now. But uh, uh, you got me now. You got my brain percolating here, Seth. Uh, Seth, hang hang on here. Listen to me. So um, I want to say this: if you are someone uh, you know is concerned about a veteran, please call the Veterans Crisis Line. Confidential support is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for veterans and their families. Simply dial 800-273-8255, press the number one, or use the online chat function on veterans line, excuse me, veteranscrisisline.net. That's veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. The Veterans Crisis Line, guys, is available to all veterans even those that are not enrolled in VA healthcare. So that's that's good right there, real good. So please visit veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one who might be in crisis. Again, 800-273-8255, press the number one, or use the online chat function, veteranscrisisline.net, or you can text 838-255. So there you have it. Um, I'd right, set. So this is what we're gonna do. We have we have five left. If I'm not correct on that, right? Or I am correct. I am correct. I think I'm correct. I'm correct, right? You are correct, sir. Yes. So what this is what we're gonna do? We're gonna go to a little break. Action. Got to take a break. Right, Got to take take a little break. We come back from break. Uh, Seth and I will get into our top five. Uh, Seth will be sitting back waiting. I'll be sitting back waiting. And you, like a bunch of bums, you'll be sitting back waiting. Taz show. Sit tight. Jobbers. Yeah, so we went through 10 through 6, Seth and myself. We're doing top factions of all time, as we record this in 2018, of wrestling. Top faction of wrestling. So we spit out a whole bunch already. So I'm interested to see uh, who uh, you, Seth, have in your top five. And I'm sure you are waiting with bated breath to see who my top five are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, okay. I'm getting into that. Um, yep. number five uh, includes one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and it's the Hart Foundation. And all right. I, this this was the time of factions, right? I mean, and we'll have some uh, well, some honorable mentions. So I don't want to get into that, but um, it was great. I I, just, I, lo- I loved how they, you know, obviously they started as a tag team years before, but then they got together and had uh, Davy Boy, Owen, Neidhart, Brett, and uh, Brian Pillman in there too, and it was it was just group man and they were they were they were badasses and it was fun how they got booed in america and they got cheered in canada it was just it was a cool time and it was a great group this is the group that i regret that i don't have on my list i was gonna put them on yeah i know bro i know they were all tremendous in the ring 
And I remember during that time, and I was in my prime, and I remember they were on fire, baby. They were fucking cooking with gas. Yeah, the Hall Foundation was legit for sure. I don't have them on my list. I know. I know. I, I tussled with it. I grappled with it. Um, you lost. I know. It's not that I, I don't like Canada. I love Canada. Okay? But um, I'm just saying, and I love Canadian people. Everyone who knows me, I've been to Canada. They love me there, and I love them. So it's not n- nothing to do with pink and black, none of that. I just don't have them on my list. They're just outside. My top ten as a great man once said. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. My number five is the team you mentioned earlier, a faction, I should say, and that is the Freebirds. We went into a lot about them uh, during your, I think, yeah, I don't know, seven, six, wherever you had them. Um, yeah. Terry Gordy, Buddy Roberts, and obviously Michael Hayes. So I have the Freebirds at five. Um, again, not just because they they like I said before, they they were kind of like trailblazers. They they pioneers of a lot of things to, that that helped the business. Um, just ever just the, 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 their feel, their style, and you know what I really loved about them is they truly stayed. Like I said earlier, they stayed in that heel lane. They did not give a shit. These guys at times would cause riots. I mean, they were fucking. Over, man, over, over. So Freebirds for me is my number five. All right, Big Cat, what do you got at number four? Um, wow, that was a pretty cool sound. Yeah, like a sound effects store right in my mouth. Um, this one is uh is near and dear to your heart. Uh, I got the Triple Threat at number four. Um, <laughs> Shane, Bam, Bam, oh, Seth. I don't have them on my list. What's that? I don't have them on my list. But you are a bum. I know. You I are suck. a bum. What a jobber. Oh, my Damn it. God. What's, who was the faction? I mean, you could talk about Raven, but who was the faction of ECW like who ran the show? It was the triple threat. Bro, you're a mock. You think I don't have them on my list? Oh, you just said you didn't. Yeah, I'm working. <laughs> Of course, I have, my, I have him in the same spot you have him at four. Um, how do you not, dude? I, I could tell you, to your point, the heat these fucking guys had, and Francine was a huge part of that thing, as you know. You know, dude, I've worked with these guys and cut promos with Shane and worked with Bam Bam and Chris and and love those guys and God rest their soul. And Shane's doing great. He's got a podcast that's rock and roll, and Francine's doing great. She's been on the Taz show here. Seth. No, I'm with you, man. Triple threat uh, for sure. The heat they had, dude, was awesome. For me, as a babyface, that was a, a you know a, a rage against machine babyface, a disgruntled against the boss type guy. Um, was easy for me to get over because the heat that the triple threat had. And talk about I said about the Freebirds, how they stayed in that heel lane. Shane Douglas, uh, the franchise, whew, that motherfucker always stayed in his heel lane. He knew what it was to be a heel. Yeah, I, I I love Triple Threat. It's one of the best things ECW. Wow, we go that far. I mean, it's one of the best. I'm the best. I mean, Triple yeah, Threat. First was Van Dam. You had Sabu. You had Triple Threat. You had Lance Storm. Uh, who else? Raven. 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 Sandman. Sandman. I think Taz is around ten or eleven. You know, there's a lot of great stuff in ECW. <laughs> Thanks. So, all right. So we have the same. The same faction sitting at number uh, number four ski. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, number three, we're top three. Look at this. We're going into the top three already. We're not playing games. 
All right, Haas, what do you got? I think mine are a little predictable, and then yours are definitely not predictable. Um, and how do you know that, sir? Number three? No, I mean, how do you know that mine aren't predictable? You're right, but how do you know that? Well, because you've already mentioned a couple that um, I think you know would be higher. All right, sweet. Now, wait, again, I, bro, I did this for the, the, the factions that I enjoyed either watching or working with. Um, you, I'm assuming you did the same thing as a fan of watching these, or you feel like they were, your list is comprised of who you think the best was. Of course. But, you know, some of the ones I, I thought were the best were just hugely popular, and uh, DX is one of them. And uh, during that Attitude Era, they, they wait, brought— Wait, so hold on. DX is your three? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. You didn't mention uh, Rick Rude as well, who's uh, originally in DX and became. Uh, Rick Rude was in not the original DX. Yeah, he he was he was he was the one who came out and announced them and all that. And oh, sh- you're right, you're right. I stand corrected. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad you did that. You are correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah my bad. Good, continue. And uh, Rick Rude was like the only person in history who worked WWE, WCW, and ECW pretty much at the same exact time. He sure did. He was a great guy too, man. I love that guy. Loved him. Uh, and he was a legit badass, but um, you know he had a small role. But overall, in, in you know bringing China in and um, the comedy they brought and the, just the craziness, it, it it really balanced out the Attitude Era and everything else that was going on. And then and being in my twenties and and loving all the crotch chops and all like the dirty yeah, yeah. stuff, and it was it was just fun. And uh, you it, used to run around and do crotch chops to people in the street. Yes. <laughs> I still do. I'm doing one right now. I'm doing it to my kids. Yeah, I'm doing crotch chops. It's unbelievable. What a father of the year right there. Yes. Um, Thank yeah. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. With, with you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, you have them a lot higher than me. I know people can think I'm nuts on my list, but I'm just going by what I liked, what I enjoyed, and what I felt was, um, you know, um, uh, just thought you need the whole thing. You need the whole feel of it, the look, the way the guys or girls or the type of workers they are. That's very important. I think the bulk of what we're both listing here, all the talent's really good as far as in-the-ring workers. Uh, and speaking of uh, great in-the-ring workers, Enric Rude, my number three is Dangerous Alliance. I know you said them earlier. Um, you know this, I, And you said it well, that this was a big uh, launching pad for sure that helped Steve Austin in his career. Uh, he was in there way before he was stone cold. He had the long robe. He had the blonde hair. and But he always was a Super, really good worker. And like I said, Bob, early Bobby uh, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabisco was in this thing. You know, uh, on Anderson, Paul Heyman was the the leader of it. Uh, I think I said Bobby Eaton was in there also. But Medusa, um, the, was that Medusa? I said, yeah, yeah. I think I said Medusa earlier. Uh, here's the thing with it, though, Seth. You know, a lot of people. Do you know who who came up? Who in you, this? Might, I'm not trying to put you in a spot, but I guess I am. Whose idea was it for the Dangerous Alliance? I would guess it was Paul's, but I, I don't know. Right. Honestly, I thought it was Paul, too. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Paul. It was actually Dusty Rhodes and Jim Crockett's idea in the NWA. It was their idea. Okay. It was Heyman's idea to add Steve Austin. That's how it was. And they didn't have a long run. They, the Dangerous Alliance was around from, like, 1991 to probably uh, mid to late May. You know what I mean? And then they were done around September, October. So um, I had to do some research on this and then i said you know what let me just triple check on this and i asked the man himself paul Heyman, <laughs> so he let me know because i thought the whole full throttle idea was his idea and it wasn't so uh th- you know thanks to paul for giving me a little insight on that 
and my research before that. But some of my research had some conflicting reports. And I said, what am I doing? Well, let me just get a hold of this guy. He was the fucking guy, right? You know what I mean? You think so? so? Yeah, exactly. All right, we're at the uh, top 10 kit. I'm sorry, top two, my bad. Top two. Okay, who is your number two? Number two, I have the NWO. Mm -mm -mm. Interesting. I had him at six. You got him at two. And continue. Yeah, it's a time, the hot, the hottest time in wrestling, as everyone knows, in the Attitude Era. And just the same as DX, um, these guys kind of took over wrestling. And, uh, you know, I even, I, I even bought an NWO shirt. Um, I was, it was, you wear your NWO shirt and crotch shop people at a bodega? Um, I might have. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is a possibility. We were having some, some, uh, cocktails and, and going to the wrestling matches and just wreaking havoc. Yes. Well, you were big. You were big. I don't pitch you as a drinker back then. You were, were you drinking beers? Yeah, a few beers, you know, maybe a little vodka, you know. Oh, vodka. Okay. Okay. Going there, running around with an NWO shirt, you know, running around, Craig Biggio stealing bases, crotch chopping everybody. You're an animal. Yes, I was, a, it's just, you know, for the record, in case you couldn't tell, I was a total asshole. But yes. Yeah. Um, that's you got to stay consistent. You're, you're oh, no, I've, you're not the same asshole. You're just older as the asshole. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> uh, my number two oh, okay, is so I'm done. Okay, are you done? I was saying it, it was when it started. It was great, and you know, kind of ran its course a little bit. But it, when it first originally came up, it was just the coolest thing in wrestling. Hi, Haas. So there you have it. Uh, NWO number two for the Seth, the KFJ himself. Um, my number two is I have a feeling you're number one, which is interesting. Uh, the Four Horsemen, uh, Ric Flair, uh, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, Tully Blanchard, J.J. Dillon. Uh, and then down the road, you saw obviously Barry Windham and Sid. I mean, obviously Lex Luger before that. You know, so it's like they had these guys were. Talk about must-see TV. These guys were just amazing. And it's still, still over. And they're not even, haven't been together as a unit for, for you know, for forever. Um, that will go down as arguably one of the, I don't know, if you're putting factions together. Um, well, I guess everything's in a quiet taste. I don't have the NWO, NWO or DX in my top three. So I think most people would do that. But I'm thinking if you don't have the four horsemen, your top two or three, then you're out of your fucking mind. Uh, the four horsemen were amazing to watch. Talk about tacticians in the ring, just studs in the ring on the fucking mic. They were great. And they didn't even need J.J. Dillon on that mouthpiece, but it worked. You know, it really worked. It, the whole thing was just during that time, it was Perfect. Lightning in a bottle. Four horsemen, my number two. Seth, what's your number one? Uh, thank you and good night. All right. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, give your thoughts on them. I mean, you're obviously your number one. What's your give some thoughts on them? I mean, I know you're a big fan of them. I know you're a big fan of the NWA for a long time. So go ahead, shoot. Well, you know, we talked about Ric Flair a lot on the show, and congratulations. He just got married. I was gonna say we saw Michael Hayes with the suit. Pink. Uh, the pink, the the yeah, fanny pack, the hat. He's yeah. he's out of his mind. He's a psycho. Yeah, he's uh, nuts. Trust me, I, I I know him a long time. He's out of his mind. He's a crazy man. I'm telling you. Believe it. And to to see you know to see Ric Flair, you know, it's funny. Like Ric Flair was building this persona on his own, and then the Four Horsemen just elevated him. He elevated the group, but they also elevated him to this you know legendary status. And it was 
those were the guys you wanted to be. And they were, they were living as we, as you wrestlers say, they were living the gimmick. They were, they're jumping on jets, going to Vegas up all night. You know, all the stuff he would say on, on TV, he was actually doing, which was crazy. And just as a kid, it was great to watch. But no, I think you you laid that out right. That was very smart. They did live the gimmick. I'm glad you said that. And uh, that that's fucking spot on. And that's a huge part. I talk a lot about that, Seth, as you know, and, and people that are newer to the Taz show and listen, download the podcast, which I appreciate you guys doing, obviously. But I talk a lot about that, that you can't play wrestler. You know, you gotta, you gotta live. I got heat from the boys in the locker room. A lot of guys didn't like me because I lived the human suplex machine gimmick. I believed it. You have to. If you want to be successful, I think that's very important. You can't go overboard, but that's exactly what the horsemen did to your point. Very, very well said. And you're right. They did live the fucking gimmick for sure all right my number one dude i mean you said earlier you could guess my number one um i don't i don't i think you're a little surprised that you don't know what my number one is right now i think i, I well i thir- first i thought it was gonna be a dangerous alliance but now i think it's gonna be um want me to say it i don't know I'll i don't know if i want you to say it but yeah god take a guess be honest pick a guess you don't know my list that's the truth so people i'm telling you guys the truth seth and i do not share this what, who's my number one seth it has something to do with Kevin Sullivan? Yes. <laughs> Dungeon of Doom. No. No. Oh, God. You were so fucking close. Army oh, my God. Dude, you were so close. No. Varsity Club, bro, is my number one. Oh, Varsity Club number one? I know. It was your number 10. I I, I loved it. I loved it. I, it was a big inspiration for me when I first saw what, what they were doing and and. I, I didn't go and wear head headgear and uh, you know a, a, a collegiate singlet with a uh, an orange S on it for Syracuse or Mike Rotundo or or athletic gold M uh, that Rick Steiner wore or an OU like Steve Williams wore. Um, I love the gimmick. I love the gimmick. It and it really when I first saw it, I'm like, wow, this is cool shit right here, and it was awesome. And these guys were nasty. And have someone like Kevin Sullivan, who was known as the Devil, and Dungeon City Crazy Man with the purple half moon and the black velvet robe and the crazy promos, and you know, and the blonde hair with the blonde goatee, and you know, Kevin almost didn't fit to be with that Vossy Club. It was like an oxymoron type thing, but. It was perfect as the leader that he wasn't like an amateur wrestling coach and he didn't wear like a whistle around his neck and a hoodie. You know what I mean? Like he was a coach. Like you would think, all right, it's a varsity club. We got, you know, three guys that are Division One wrestlers at Oklahoma, Syracuse, and Michigan. So let's take a guy and give him a fucking hat, a baseball cap, and a whistle and have him fucking act like a coach. No. You know, I had a guy that was a devil guy in Kevin Sullivan. It didn't fit, but it fit perfect. You know what I mean? Huge, huge mark for the Varsity Club back then. Really, really was. Loved it. Loved them. Loved the way they worked. Um, and that, and as most of you know, Kevin Sullivan was a big inspiration on my career once I got to know him and work with him and tag with him and learn from him in, in ECW, early on ECW. So, yeah, man, I know. Dude, I know you're surprised. Varsity Club's my number one. I don't, I don't know why it didn't click with me. I knew it had something to do with Kevin Sullivan. I mean, that guy was the king of factions, man. He was. He was, <laughs> he was smart. Less work for him. That's the gimmick, old school. <laughs> All right, we'll go through some honorable mentions here, Hotshot. Um, I'm going to hit you with one. Uh, how about the FBI, bro, in ECW? Oh, yes. 
How cool, man. I, I loved I love them. And you know, obviously worked with them, you know, in the same company for a long time. And uh, you know, Tracy Smothers, Lil Guido, uh, and uh, you know, who would ever think to put these guys together? Right or wrong? I mean, I had to assume, you know, with Tommy Rich, you, know, you you were probably a fan of what they what the FBI was, right? Oh yeah, it was great. It was it was great. I loved listen, I loved almost everything in ECW. Almost everything. Almost everything. Yeah. Almost. Um, but uh, I'll see your FBI and I'll raise you a Blue World Order. Nice, well played, Haas. Uh, another group that was uh, had, you know, they were fun. They they would fucking pop the audience, and it was BWO. For those that don't know, it was a it was a um, it was a spinoff, a joke version of the NWO, uh, which was so ECW and so Paul Heyman to come up with it. it. Was the fucking BWO was over, dude. And again, Stevie Richards to talk about was great with that. Blue Meanie was the man. Um, but that's funny. And I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll come at you with another, a little bit of a comedic group, uh, Mean Street Posse, bro. <laughs> they were, I love, dude, I love them, man. And I worked with a lot of these guys and I worked with the Mean Street Posse and got physical with them very, um, in a handicap match. And actually, Pete Gass, for those that don't listen to Taz and the Moose, Pete Gass is a regular listener and he's actually in the Taz and Moose fantasy football league bro how about that yeah how about i'm not how about that Ooh, you're yeah. hot about that i see you didn't see uh i put on instagram where, where are the jew boys oh god i probably didn't react to that that's <laughs> the world we live in can't sell that hey, um i'll see your mean street posse and i'll raise you straight edge society which gave cm Punk wow. the, you know the, the micro wow look at you all right all right well i'll tell you what i'm gonna go a different route i'm gonna go with a different sex and i'm gonna go with the beautiful people Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Beautiful people, dude. Let me tell you something. I remember when I first coming in TNA as a, you know, working with them and before that, watching them, um, you know, with Madison Rain, Velvet Sky, Angelina, Angelina Love. I tell you, they had heat and they were fucking great. They were great in the ring. They were great on mic. Uh, you got to tip your cap to Vince Russo. He, he, this was one of his deals with them. And, and I, I tell you, I was a huge fan of what they did. And once I got to know them personally, they were awesome girls. And, um, you know, yeah, no, no doubt. Beautiful people for me. Uh, give me one. Come on, give me one. Uh, you got to go Nation of Domination. I mean, they launched the career of now the biggest star in, in the world. The Rock. Yeah, there's no doubt. They were great, dude, with Godfather, D'Lo, and, and Ron Simmons was, I loved Ron to death. He was Farouk, and Godfather was uh, Kama Mustafa, remember? Yep. Yeah, man. NOD, Nation of Domination, they were over, dude. I, 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 I'm I, with you on that. That's another great honorable mention. How about one that, well, we know who the main guy was, little aces and eights, baby. Yeah. <laughs> No one liked this faction. I don't think <laughs> it was. I had so much fun being part of it. I really did. I had a lot of fucking fun. Cool, I, don't it, it, I had fun. They, they, they made it go too fast. There are too many. It just they crashed and burned. It grew, it grew fast. You're right. Uh, so there you go. We get we gave you a lot. Any other ones one you mentioned? Oh, you know some of the newer ones that we didn't really touch on. Like you know, you have to give credit to New Day and the Shield. You know, true. I, you know, I mean, I, I'm surprised you didn't have one of them on your list. I, I, you know, I think they're good. I mean, I'll give them credit for sure. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, I'm. Why didn't you have one of them on your list? I'm curious. I, I guess, I guess like, when I think of factions, I, I'm not big on the three man. I put Freebirds on, who did have a fourth member eventually. They, they rotated members in, but hold a second. You just shit on the rules of what we're doing here. 
I, I said, it's a person you said before. It's a personal list. What 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 uh, counts to me? What, it's my show. Huh? All right, let's start over. Huh? <laughs> like what? Huh? What happened? Hey, uh, so, well, uh, uh, the Ministry of Darkness with the Undertaker was cool. True, true. And uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Midian. Yep. I'm a naked Midian. Crazy man. The, the Brood with the uh, Edging Christian and Gang. Brood was was good. Brood was real good. Dave Heath uh, was in there. Uh, Gang Grail loved him. He was great. What else you got? Would you would you make a Google list? I went on my top off my brain here. What would you do? Yeah, dude, I did. I made a list from from your brain. Um, Evolution was the last one I had on there. Which mm, yeah, that, and that smart concept with Ric Flair and it with obviously Batiste there and Triple H and Randy Orton. Anybody else I missed? No, that was it, right? Yeah, that was it. Smart. That was smart, smart, smart faction. Obviously, all guys really good workers, good enough, and for sure, it was good. Um, any other ones that that were big time that we're missing? I'm sure we're missing a couple. There's like a stud stable. There's a, it, yeah, that's true. I got we had one. I came up with one female. The awesome, beautiful people. That's all we got for female groups. Yeah, the, the female groups wasn't you know. Oh, we got the Riot Squad. Oh, true. Currently, that's hey, true. I'll just shout out to uh, Stevie Richards and Kevin Sullivan. Man, those two guys were in like twenty factions each, and they were all good. As a former wrestler, retired wrestler, and retired world heavyweight champion, I will tell you, I'm jealous of uh, Stevie and Kevin and anybody that was in a lot of factions because that means you cut down your workload and you are geniuses. That's very smart. That's the key. I know it sounds lazy, but I don't give a shit. That's the business. So, so that's the deal. Well, Seth, look, and um, you know, obviously, it's always great having you on the Taz show, and it's always fun talking with you. And you know, I I love you like a distant brother, or a you know third or fourth cousin. You know that. So uh, feelings mutual. Yes. So, uh, you uh, appreciate you coming back on, buddy. We'll talk. We'll have to do this again. We'll do something else soon. All right. Got it. All right, bro. All right, that's it, guys. Listen, I, I appreciate it. Seth appreciates it. You guys downloaded this episode of the Taz Show. Much appreciated. You did it on radio.com, on the app, or the, or the uh, website, or tazshow.com, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Much appreciated. Spread the word of the show. Subscribe to the fucking show already. Don't be an asshole. All right, for Seth, I'm Taz. We're out. Thank you. I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing. A road is just a road, but a Jeep SUV isn't just an SUV. Come see for yourself at the Jeep Start Something New sales event. During Owner Appreciation Month, finance get $3,750 total cash allowance on the purchase of select 2020 Jeep Compass Latitude 4x4 models in dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Jeep Compass Latitude models as of 1-3-2020 in dealer stock. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 2-3-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark.